You know, I thought you were joking when you said I have Tang ready to go. And then <laughs> and then I turn on the camera to see you with a massive mason jar full of Tang. You know, it's pretty good shit. You know, I can keep using that oak barrel down there. Maybe I'll just put in some moonshine and some Tang and see what I get in a few Absolutely months. not. <laughs> I don't, that's not that's not a drink. That's a bomb. Don't disparage the good name of Tang with your nasty, nasty barrel. I'm pretty sure Tang's got some of the same chemicals in it as fertilizer, so you could probably turn it into a bomb. <laughs> that's none of that is true. That was my favorite scene in Fight Club, where it was just like, and then over here, other me. There's some tank and moonshine and some barrels, and we're going to blow up the president. <laughs> Are you a bad enough dude to mix this tank with gunpowder? <laughs> gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's time, it's time, it's time for a load, and I'm talking about a load, a load of BS, that's right ladies and gentlemen, a load of BS is the greatest, now I'm becoming like a late night radio DJ, it's a load of BS, the greatest show on the planet, featuring the soothing sounds of the two best damn men of all time, and I'm talking about he... The B to the L-A-K-E. That's right. This is, is Blake Tanner, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> oh, that's right. It's now, <laughs> it's now Blakey T in the fuzz this morning, live on WKCTR. Yeah, that's me, Blakey T. Coming at you loud and proud in the morning times. So I'm going to get you to work in style. That was the weirdest thing to me, is realizing that radio voices were a thing. Because I always listen to radio, and I'm like, that's their voice. And then they'd walk up and be like, hello, how are you? And I'm like, you're telling me that you're not like, hey, how you doing, kids? Today we're going to be doing the Fun Fact Friday. Bears shit in the woods. That's your fun fact. Fuck off. Oh, yeah, no, that's just how I get paid, man. This is kind of me normally. This is just who I am. This is who I am. I'm, I really just hate that job. <laughs> I'm just really, I'm really tired. Oh, and it is the the DJ Nighttime. It's the S, Scotty Moore. <laughs> no, I prefer DJ Nighttime, which is definitely what I'm going to call myself whenever I have to put my daughter to bed. <laughs> DJ Nighttime's here to sing you a lullaby. Da, 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 da. Go the fuck to sleep, kid. So, I would also like to say you are looking like DJ Nighttime in your blue glasses. <laughs> we can't discuss the glasses because the glasses are my thing that's awesome this week. So everyone stick through the show. To, now it's like a newscast. Wait till 10 to find out about Scotty's fucking glasses. I have a pair of them that I wear at work. They're really great. Yeah. But uh, the barrel has arrived, Blake. The, are you going to talk about the story behind the barrel? This fucking barrel was a struggle to get here because it, they said it delivered. I walked out on my porch. It didn't fucking deliver. So I called FedEx and said, uh, excuse me, your shit, my shit's not here. And it's supposed to be. And they're like, could you give me the tracking number? And I said, here's the exact tracking number. Here is my name. Here is my location. And they go, oh, no, this isn't yours because the location is wrong. And I'm like, why would I know literally everything else having to go about it so they go okay call the company and have them send you another so i called the company and after a very lengthy discussion while i'm literally at work avoiding doing my job eventually the lady was like okay we'll send you another and so on my doorstep yesterday arrived the barrel with a corrected sticker on it Meaning that either, I think it's the I think this is the new barrel. I don't think right. I'm getting double barrel because I did tell you that there was a possibility that I was getting two barrels out of this situation uh -huh. because I was assuming the other people were just good souls and sent the barrel back. But no, I think I'm only going to rock the one barrel whiskey setup. Oh, that's unfortunate. You should have played the system. Yeah, but I will say my favorite part about this 
is the fact that I realized, like, they're like, you don't make the alcohol part from scratch. You basically go out and buy some alcohol. And I went, man, that kind of sucks. I, I kind of wanted it to all be in the more name. And then I remembered that my weird uncle who lives in the woods fucking makes moonshine. Oh, no. And we have a gallon of it. So I'm going to be Jesus. making moonshine bourbon direct from my family. This is all Scotty family shit, baby. I hate this. Well, to be fair, moonshine is probably the only way to get a bourbon out of it because you need bourbon's mostly corn. And yes, if I got you like a corn. If I got like a grain alcohol, it wouldn't be the same. I gotta get this nasty backwoods moonshine in there, baby. Go back to the source. They're gonna get stuff that'll put you on your ass. Yeah. I was I talked to my dad and I was like, Do we have some of that moonshine left? He goes, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like do you know what proof it is? He goes, I think it's somewhere up in like 130. <laughs> oh, we're going to have to water this down a little bit. We're going to have to take this down a few. Oh, no, we're good. Mm -hmm. So that's how my week's get been. What about you, bud? I don't know. In like the four days since we've recorded last time, because we've been so bad about not recording. Yeah. Um, I bought a new mouse that just lights up and changes colors. <laughs> um, really happy with that. I do really. I want one of those good, good color mouses because I still have the mouse that came with the HP computer I'm currently using. Oh yeah, that's bullshit. Get one of those with a little button in the middle, controls your DPI, makes the mouse go real fast or real slow if you want it to. Now, I do want to tell the story of, like I said last week, I have started up a Fiverr account for my graphic design and audio editing and voice acting and whatnot. And I finally got my first order. And Blake, it is the most buck wild shit I've ever had to do in my entire fucking life. Now, do they pay in advance or is this like a... What what it is, is they will accept the order. They'll be like, okay, I want this. Then they'll give me the details. And I think at that point it's paid. I'm not sure if you can cancel it or not. I'm not sure how Fiverr works at this point. But once you're done, you basically send them what you've done with final finalize offer or whatever it's called, finalize gig, and then they'll like either be like, oh yeah, that's what I want, accept and then pay the money, or just I, I don't know what happens next. I've done this once. But okay. my boy, my boy, this shit got off the rails quick because I got an order from an Italian man, an Italian man, who said, uh, excuse me, could you please, um, I, and I misread what he said at first, because I thought what he said was, could you put a woman's face in this shadow? And I went, oh yeah, that should be easy, just like, take it and show Photoshop, do a little bit of erasing around the outside, a little opacity blur, and yeah, I got that lady in there in no time. And then he only sends me one image, an image that is so dark... <laughs> That it looks like a mountain range with a sunset behind it. Oh, that sounds nice. And I went, is this the shadow? And then I looked closer and I realized, no, it is a woman silhouetted by the sun. And he wanted me to brighten her up to where you could see her face. Oh. Keep, keep in mind, woman is turned to the side. Her hair is in her face. You can see, like, her nose, maybe. And I went, I, I guess I can try. I mean, this is my first gig on here. I got to do something. I got to try, baby. And uh, then I noticed something weird because the photo he sent was a screenshot of someone else's Instagram story. <laughs> Hachi machi, no. Oh, no, baby. You're coming down this rabbit hole with me. Because I try my best. I brighten it up. I brighten it up. But, like, because of how dark it is, there were too many, like, weird, like, pixely things happening. Her entire face just looked like a giant red block at one point. So I messaged him and I said, I've done everything I can. Here's what I have. And he goes, can you not make it any brighter? Please, I need... And it's all, like, in broken English. And me knowing he's translating what I'm saying to Italian, 
I, I got really conscious of knowing that everything I was saying being was being translated, so I tried to use no slang, and I ended every sentence with my friend. I was like, I, can't, I cannot do this for you, I, my friend. I am working for you, my friend, but it will never work. I turned into Watto, essentially, with this sad Italian man. Maybe that's why everybody does that. Yeah, so I, uh, as that goes on, I finally am like, this is creepy. Why are you doing this? And he goes, the woman in the photo, my friend. I, uh, he's now going full Watto, I don't care. The woman in the photo, my friend. I believe her to be my girlfriend. Please. Hold the I, fuck, what? Please, I have nothing. I have nothing. Well, there's a guy with her. Like, it's a, a guy's face on one side, and she's leaning up against him, like, nuzzling into his neck. And so he, I guess, is thinking that his girlfriend is cheating on her, which is where this went from a graphic design job into Scotty Moore, private fucking investigator. Um. I don't know. You sound like you're one of the CSI techs, like the yeah. quirky one that's like somehow also a really good hacker who can just no, like no, no. the way it keeps. <laughs> yeah, I'm the chick from NCIS and the fishnets and ponytails. Yep. Oh fuck, that's you. Yeah. Oh man, so... are we gonna have one moment where we defeat a hacker by typing on the same keyboard at the same time? <laughs> yeah. So I ask. I finally am like, well, I can see her face. I Like, I can see a little bit. I can see the size of her nose, and I can see, like, what her jawline looks like. And he, I go, do you have a picture of your girlfriend? And he goes, yes, my friend! And then sends it, and it's a front face, and I went, buddy, I'm gonna need more... Listen here, chief. I'm gonna need more info than that. Do you have a, a profile picture? Looking from the side. Maybe a nice three-quarter portrait of this lady. And he goes, well, the only photo I have of her like that is of her sleeping. Do you want that? And I'm like, this is fucking creepy. <laughs> but yes. So he sent me the picture of his girlfriend <laughs> sleeping. <laughs> so I now on my computer just have a random photo of an Italian woman sleeping. Scotty, what the fuck? <laughs> and so I then like took it into Photoshop and I'm looking and I'm like, well, buddy, I gotta tell you think you're in the clear the nose is different the jawline's larger i don't think that's your girl and he goes there's nothing else you can do and i went no i'm sorry i've done everything i've run the comparison photos i've put it i've put it through the systems i ran it through the anti-mass spectrometer didn't turn up any hits i pressed enhance enhance dna scan didn't do anything either i'm sorry and so he goes like well thank you for everything you've done and I went, no problem. And this is all happening in the chat window, which yeah. led me with this conundrum. Do I finalize the gig? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Did I earn that $25? <laughs> because I didn't really do anything, but I did hit finalize, and he paid me $25 to be a private investigator for an hour. And then afterwards, despite me saying everything about... I don't think it's her. I think you're in the clear. He just sent back one simple message. I think I'm going to broke with my girlfriend. There is no trust anymore. <laughs> Thank you, my friend. And I went, well, buddy, there's a lot of... I, I know them Italian women. You're going to find you a good one in no time. And he's like, Thank you. That's And that, that was the end of Scotty Moore, private investigator for Fiverr. Well, you know what, kid? You did good. Our first gig? Here. Take this. It's a gun. There's <laughs> your gun and your badge. You earned it, kid. Now get on that beat. <laughs> yeah, it's no no no. It's like I was a cop. I I was too uh I did shit too crazily. I was a wacky offbeat cop and they're like, give me your gun and badge, and this was my gig to get me back on the force. This is what it took to put me back where I belong. So it was the whole give me your gun, give me your badge thing. And then 
they handed him in and they handed you back a tablet with Photoshop on it. (laughs) No, given how long it took me to do this, I doubt the gunner badge left his desk. Like, I I walked out, walked back in, and was like, it ain't his fucking girlfriend. Take this gunner badge back, son, you did it. Good job, kid. I I always knew you had it in you. Oh man, Scott Scotty Moore Fiverr Detective is gonna be our new mini series for fucking Quip or some sh- not Quip. That's the toothbrush. <laughs> no, it's no. gonna be our Quip series sponsored by Quip. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's all about toothbrush detectives. Yeah, yeah. Enhance those teeth aren't white enough. She wasn't using Quip. Uh, so. That was my story for the week, but Blake, we gotta go beyond stories. We gotta make something big. We gotta make a movie. We gotta make something huge to get out of this podcasting gig and get into the world of Hollyweird, where the dreams come real. So what have you brought to the table this week? Alright, if you want a movie that people have been asking for, that a cult following has wanted and demanded for almost ten years... Because I woke up in the middle of the night mm-hmm. the other day, Scotty, yeah. and for some reason, the only thought in my mind was, why the fuck isn't there a Tucker and Dale versus Evil sequel? Holy shit, dude. Also, this plays in well because my idea is also a sequel, so yeah, we could just rock to double sequels. Good. Because I think it was also because I was listening to a podcast the other day, and they were talking about... um like, zombie rednecks. Yeah. And they were dancing around it, but the hosts never hit on the term deadneck. Okay. Wait dead a minute. Neck. It's 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 been a while since I've seen Tucker and Dale vs. Evil. Are there zombos? I thought... No, I no, no, was... no, no, no. There are not zombos in the first one. Zombie-less. Okay. But I think that this sequel introduces zombies into Tucker and Dale, and it also turns Tucker and Dale into, like, an Ernest P. Warhol-type-like duo, where they just get into crazy, stupid adventures, just with a really gory twist. Alright, so I'm, uh, I'm starting work on the script right now. Ernest scared stupid, control F, Ernest, control replace, Tucker and Dale, and we're good. Um, <laughs> I've also, done it. we'll replace troll with zombies. Okay, yes. Yeah, yeah, I forgot it was fucking trolls in that film, damn it. And also, no, keep the milk, keep the milk. Yeah, and oh no, the Miak scene is definitely staying in there. The most iconic joke of my childhood, Miak. I had never, for some reason, Scared Stupid was just the only um, Ernest movie that I had never seen when I was a kid. So when everybody, like, would tell me that, oh yeah... The funniest part in um, Scared Stupid is when he does the stupid Miak bit. And a couple years ago, we watched it. Yeah. And my friend BJ was like, oh, this is it. <laughs> Get ready. And then it happened, and we were all like, huh. Yeah, that didn't really hold up, huh? I feel like it's a it's a punch joke. Like, first time, you're not expecting it. You get punched by it, and you laugh out of reaction to the punch. And then after that, you're like, well, I know the punch is coming. I'm just going to dodge physically away from Miak. Miak. So, um, sequel Tucker to Tucker. And Dale, oh, yeah, there we go. Tucker and Dale, Rise of the Deadnecks. I mean, we got to bring back Crazy Boy, right? The Crazy Boy who dies? Or does oh, he, he die? He definitely dies. Crazy Boy dies in Tucker and Dale. Okay. Um, but, all right, here's my premise. Here's what I'm thinking. Tucker and Dale, they started renovating their house. They've been doing it for a few years. They had to take on some odd jobs. You well, know, just hold to, on. Just to for, make Firstly, before we get into it, this is a niche film. So I do want to look at our audience and be like, it's a movie where essentially imagine a horror movie, but everything's wrong. And the creepy rednecks you think are the bad guys are the good guys. And at the end, the preppy boy is an evil bastard. And that's it. That's the plot of the film. And also a lot of people die. A lot of people die in the most amazing ways possible. They just, they make accidental deaths into a a work of art. They Um, make brutality of, like, people getting thrown into wood chippers into comedy gags, and I appreciate them for it. Yes. 
so Tucker and Dale are these two really relatable rednecks. Yeah. They're two funny boys. And in the end, everything kind of works out for them. Um, because they don't die, they don't kill anybody, and they get to keep their own little shack in the woods. So, in the second movie, they're working to keep that shack. Mm-hmm. And they get a job to carry some strange chemicals for a company in a truck. And as they do, those silly Tucker and Dale. <laughs> those silly boys. Those, those silly boys. Billies. They they find a way to mess up real bad and just let the zombie virus out. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't think it's... I don't think it's purported as a zombie virus. I think that is a secondary effect to this. But here's here's what I'm thinking. Doesn't he die in, like, the... We're spoiling this fucking film for everybody. But doesn't he die in the um, wood chopper thingy? Who? The uh, evil boy. Evil posh boy. No, he falls out of a building. Oh, that's right. Okay. Well, Because they, he has an asthma attack. Well, they back up. To where he died, very much like Gaston dies in Beauty and the Beast. And um, maybe they crash the truck and it causes a small leak they don't notice. And then they drive through and they they uh, bring back to life all of the people they killed. Because for some reason the bodies were not moved off site and were just buried there. Which is really amazing because they all died in very heavily wooded areas. Yeah. Um, are we gonna go with the... Because you really like the deadneck name, but they were preppy. They weren't rednecks. Yeah, I, that's the thing. I don't think that the preppy kids come back. I think that this happens in, like, Tucker and Dale's, um, like, family plot. Okay. So, like, 50 generations of Tucker and Dale um, have just oh, been Oh, so buried. they have to fight themselves. Yeah. Have to fight all the Tuckers and Dales that came before. I really, I, I just really want Preppy Boy to come back. The, uh, the other ones don't have to. Other ones were kind of shit and didn't really matter. I think that they could come back along with the hordes of redneck zombies. Because I think that the thing that I want is just all the backwoods hillbillies to just rise up as the undead hordes. Just to see all the fun hijinks you can get into with them. Yeah. Well, it's like, what it- oh shit! Yes, I just cut off Auntie Mabel's hands. Well, what it could Auntie be. Auntie Mabel wasn't dead. Preppy oh, boy. Co- no. Preppy boy comes back from the dead. Okay, so let's start with where I was, which is they back it up into the woods. They crash the truck. It causes a small leak that then reinvigorates just Posh Boy. And then while they're arguing back and forth about, oh Dale, you done crashed the truck. Damn it, Jail! This was gonna be our ticket to freedom, our ticket out of here. That's the sound of the engine starting up, and they're like, "Oh no!" And they all they see is someone stealing the truck, and they still do not believe it's zombies. <laughs> they just think someone is in the woods and has stolen their truck. And Preppy Boy takes it to a local plot okay, and uses I got it, it to hold on. Okay, I like what you hit on here. They can't know it's zombies. At all during the movie. Yeah. They just think that everybody has gone crazy again. And is just out to attack them. Like in the first one. So, okay. We just get more of the same in a different situation, really. I think that would be the best for Tucker and Dale, too. Okay. So it's kind of flipping the concept on its head. Whereas in the first one, they think Tucker and Dale are like evil zombies, and they're not. This one, Tucker and Dale think they're just a bunch of crazed kids, when really they're fucking zombies. Yep. Well, no, they did think they were crazed kids in the first one. It's just more of a suicide pack thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. That's what it was. God, I Um, love that movie. It's such a good film. Okay, so Tucker and Dale... What happens? Do they... Do they have to track down the truck, maybe? Is that what the gig is? Yeah, yeah, they're, like, because they don't they don't think anything about the weird zombies. Um, their real big deal is to get this truck back, because this is their, like, big stable work, like, yeah. delivering these trucks, and if they fuck it up, then they lose their jobs. Okay, so how about first act of three? They track them down. They track the truck down after the uh, zombie boy has taken it. 
and they find it outside of a local cemetery, and they're just like, well, we might as well go visit. We got the truck. This is where all of our family's been buried, Dale. And they go up, and they're like, Auntie May, Auntie May, I'm going to miss you so much. I loved you. I loved that cobbler. Pap! Hand shoots up. <laughs> Auntie and- May! It digs herself out, and and it's not a, she's a zombie, it's, Auntie May, it's a miracle! You come back to life! And then everyone else is coming up, and he's like, it's a miracle, Dale, they're being resurrected! And it's like, she's coming in for a hug! Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so all the zombies attack them, that's when they realize, oh, this isn't good, and then they get back in the truck, bolt back to the house. They they think that their family is mad and disappointed at them. Oh, I like that. I like that idea a lot. So they bolt back to uh, the house where they think their family has come back to life just because they're disappointed in them. Oh, and, and does Dale does Dale still have his um, hot girlfriend from the first oh, movie? Oh, fuck yes. That's he, She's waiting. And essentially, I think she's going to play the character of everyone like the like Jonathan in this season of Stranger Things where he's like you're just you're thinking crazy you've been through a lot but it's okay nothing's really happening don't worry about it. you know what i feel wasn't bowling involved in the first movie they went bowling so i think they go bowling and this is your second act and this is the dawn of the dead moment where they all get trapped in an area and they get trapped in the bowling alley and then your third act is them having to fight their way out using bowling balls. And this is also where they realize, Dale, I don't think they're back to life. I think they're zombies. <laughs> what? Yeah. Zom- yeah. What's yeah. a zombie, Tucker? It waits until one of their arms falls off. And that's when he's like, oh, no, it's a zombie. Oh, one of them. Mm-hmm. The so- deadnecks. How do we, do we want to pull, which version of getting rid of zombies do we want to pull? Do we want to pull the vampire version, which is when you kill the head zombie, the rest of them die too? Or do we want to pull a, you have to kill literally every zombie ever made? And a, a, a horde of ants situation, if you will. Yeah. I think that we're dealing with small batch zombies that eventually start to, like, attack the small town that they everyone lives in. Yeah, well, they and, go, the bowling alley's the first place they go. Yeah. And so once they start attacking, it's everybody just kind of fending for themselves, and at that point, Tucker and Dale have to become the, they have to rally the troops. Yeah. Can and I? And during the time that they spend rallying the troops, everybody else actually just gets their guns and shoots the zombies. Can so Tucker I, and Dale don't actually have to do that much. Can I propose an idea? And this is going to be some fun for the audience. The audience is not aware that the ex-boyfriend hipster douchebag steals the truck. It just looks like someone steals the truck. They don't know. the whole. It becomes a whodunit of who stole their dang truck. And somehow and, he can control the other zombie. Let's throw that in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so the very end... He, like, they're like, who stole it? Truck crashes into the side of the bowling alley. Door opens up. He emerges. And then you thought it was only, like, a dozen zombies? A horde. Hundreds of them pile in behind him. And he gets out like, I've had me a busy day, boys. How have you been? And then, um, Allison is her name. Um, yeah. girlfriend. She just says, Chad? 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 And um, I, I like to think that he tries to like get with her even though he's a zombie again because he's still like an arrogant asshole. So he's stumbling up to her like, how are you doing, sweetie? And uh, Dale walks over. Is Dale the one that she's dating? Dale, right? Grabs his arm and is like, she doesn't want you anymore. Pulls his hand away. Whole arm <laughs> gets ripped off. <laughs> Hold on. And <laughs> he spends the whole rest of the scene just, I'm sorry, I didn't mean here. Let me just... I'll pop it right back. It's okay. I'm real sorry about this. Mm-hmm. I didn't mean to hurt you. I just, I needed to lay down the law and set some ground rules. Yeah. That's all, that's all I really wanted, buddy. So, I do like the, was it, did they purposefully cause him to have an asthma attack at the end of the film, or did Allison do it? I can't remember if they were, because the big running theme is how conscious they are of not wanting to hurt another single human being. 
I don't know that they knew. I think it was just like a spur of the moment thing. Like uh, Dale was trying to get Chad distracted or something, and he just happened to throw the one thing at the um, douche jock guy that would have given him a deadly asthma attack and caused him to fall out of like a two or three story window and get yeah, nailed yeah. on like farming equipment or something. Okay, so I I do like the idea that that's how he defeats the zombie zombie boyfriend once again is trying to put the arm back on and is just like bashing him off like bashing his head and at one oh my god Kazi Dale fucking rainmakers his arm off <laughs> so no 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 I like this idea instead how about Dale's like why don't we just make you even starts to pull on the arm and then does a fucking rainmaker clothesline knocks his head off and now he's gone he's dead Yep, just like an immediate, it's like, well, I don't want to hurt nobody, but since okay. you're already dead. I think I, know the, I think I know the ending, and I think I really, really like it. Okay, okay. They're all under his control, right? Yeah. When he's gone, they just go back to their normal lives. And the end of the film is just a town full of zombies, but they're acting as normal human beings. <laughs> Oh my god, and then at the end they just have some of Auntie Mabel's cobbler, but her finger falls off in Dale's piece. Oh, dude, definitely. There's like a zombie bowling, like, bowling scene where like one of the zombies' arms gets ripped off with it. Like, there's a da zombie dance party where they start doing Thriller. No, 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 Dale does Thriller on his own and looks around at the zombies like, What? Come on, you get it, right? It's like... Honey, we all died before 1970. Yeah. What is that? Well, damn, I didn't think we could make a sequel to a great niche comedy film from the early 2010s, but we, we fucking managed to do it somehow. Goddamn right. I needed, my, I needed my Tucker and Dale fix. Yeah, this was like, hey, can y'all make a sequel to Pop Star Never Stop Never Stopping? And I'd be like, we can try. <laughs> but also there's zombies in it now. Okay. To be honest, I had my dead neck idea and I needed something else to, like, to put into it. And when yeah, I woke yeah. up and said, ah, man, I wish I could get another Tucker and Dale movie. I do like, I prefer this idea where you woke up and were like, oh, why not a second Zombieland? Then you looked on YouTube and went, ah, oh, fuck, fuck, they're Shit. doing it. <laughs> now, to be fair, I did also look on Google to see if some, if Dead Neck had been used. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. has been taken by a Kickstarter um, for a very interesting looking television series. That is called Dead Necks, and it, it's just, the sequel to Deadwood. Yep, I, I just need all y'all to look up Dead Necks on Google just to see. Like, it's some amazing makeup shit, but I have yeah, no yeah. idea what it's gonna, what the premise is. Well, I mean, I'm kind of proud of them, Blake. They're doing what they got to do. They're getting out there. They're telling them to give them money. Oh, speaking of that, would you like to go with me to the Shill Station? Only if I get to. Bring my truck around. Vroom, vroom. Hey, Tucker, we gonna go get up the dump and you think that shield station you gonna get, give us money for a new shack? That's right, baby. If they want to give us money, they could go to patreon.com slash... Tucker and Dale. No, Patreon.com slash LoadedVS. That's where you can go. You support the Fight Boys. You get shouted out on the show of your choice every single week like the Patreon Saints of the BS, my mom and dad, like the first mate of the BS, Salty Frank of the Seven Seas, and also you get access to our exclusive show, You Paid for This, where me and Blake watch terrible movies and commentate over them, like Cat in the Hat, like Ready to Rumble. Have, have we... Have we settled on what we want our next one to be? Because I did send you, I sent you an option today. You did send me an option, and um, let let's keep that let's keep that over here with all the other options. I prefer if you were like, you sent me an option, and here's the problem: we only commentate over bad movies, and Paul Blart Mall Cop is a fucking masterpiece. Yeah, no. Maybe. The, the second one's good. They tease Mini Kiss a lot, but Mini Kiss never actually performs, which was the only really bad part of the film, in my opinion. Otherwise, quality flick. 
Utterly, yeah, uh, utterly unwatchable, though. <laughs> Just no mini kiss, that's it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, I, I, if anyone has any suggestions out there, Gazi says Victor Crowley, but I don't know what that is. That sounds like some weird Osborne bullshit. No, we gotta watch some goofy shit, baby. We Hold still... on, let me pull, I'll pull up our uh, spreadsheet and Oh we, yeah, we'll I went later. to it in like Encino Man, Vampire's Kiss, we've got us a few, and if you've got any ideas for us, you can send it to us on Twitter at a load of pure BS or at Scotty Mo wherever you want to send it. But Blake... What if they don't want to just give us money? What if they want to get some awesome merchandise for their bodies? Their, their slick old bodies. I Down in help. the plums. No, so I can't help ju- you there. No, 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 no. But if you'd like something on your upper body, <laughs> yeah. go to merch.aloadofpurebs.com and pick up our shirts. You can pick up our posters you can pick up our cups we got cups also we i have a physical need to figure out a way to get boxer shorts on our fucking website now i know a way to get like women's undergarments but that seems fucking creepy if we don't have the boxer shorts with it that's an interesting that's an interesting option huh (laughs) yeah um we also need to get instead of like Along with boxer shorts, we need basketball shorts. Like, I need a pair of BS-branded HBS. Yes. Also, condoms. We need BS condoms. Oh, shit, wait a minute! We got our first live show! I gotta find a way to get BS condoms, damn it! Uh, the best thing is, all you have to do is pull the thing out if you want to practice no sex. (laughs) Um... God, we've been talking about condoms since, like, episode two. No, one. The very first integral episode, we talked about getting condoms to give out. And, of course, they went out on the outside and just say, let's drop a load. (laughs) (laughs) And if you want stuff like that, tweet us. And if you want to buy shirts, merch.alertofpurebs.com. Ladies and gentlemen, the following event is scheduled for one clusterfuck. And is set to occur in Birmingham, Alabama. Introducing first, he is the bearded man from the Badlands, the absolute Badlands, Scotty Moore! And in the other corner, sporting the modest, plaid on plaid on plaid, the man with the plaid crown, the plaidest plaid on the plaid, the man who knows nothing about wrestling and everything about plaid, the lake. Tenor. I'm sorry, was I supposed to do something there? I thought this was just you two. Oh, no, yeah, no, no, that's Dylan. Hey, and Dylan. Then, <laughs> and we are the Fight Boys, and it's a show about professional and not-so-professional wrestling. Make sure to check us out, because when you're a Fight Boy, you're a Fight Boy for life! Alright, alright, alright. We did We did my great um, cult classic sequel that will be even cultier and classicer. Yeah. What's your sequel? Well, Blake, I, um... What's your squeakle? I wanted to... I, I also picked a film that's been a bit of a cult favorite throughout the years. Not many people do know about it. But it did recently come back to theaters with a remake. Because, Blake, they made a sequel in the past. But they made a sequel to the cartoon. I want to make The Lion King 2, but live action. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Blake's, okay. Blake's broken. So it's just gonna be The Lion King 2 from the cartoon. No. Just live action. No, completely wrong. Completely wrong. See, here's the thing. Have you seen the live action Lion King yet? No. I have not watched I, it. I have no want to. I think I saw the um, Timon and Pumbaa singing Hakuna Matata and how terrible it was. And the fact that apparently Timon, instead of being a fun, wisecracking Nathan Lane, is just kind of a dude. It's kind of like if they cast, um, oh shit, what's the guy's name? Uh, John Ralphio from Parks and Rec. If they cast that dude to be Timon. Actually, no, he'd be a better Timon. Fuck it. Shit. Because we're gonna sing Hakuna. 
time. Literally the worst. I hope you like to eat some bugs. Mm-hmm. So, so since you haven't seen the film, I guess you haven't seen the after credit scene where... Oh, is it what Ghazi said, which is just live-action lion porn? No, 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 no. It's where, um... It's fuck. It's where uh, si- no, si- Simon, <laughs> Simon, you know the main character, lion named Simon. Simon. Yeah, Simon the lion. Simon's pride. <laughs> That's what it's called. Simon's pride. That's the sequel. Simon's pride. So the main character lion, Simon's walking through the Sahara, and it's so photorealistic that there are certain people that should be there, and it's the humans. And he runs into a human and is captured, and then over the next few scenes, you see him being turned into a weapon of war as they strap missiles to his back and give him a badass metal mask. Did he get captured by Wakanda? (laughs) What? Well, Blake, yes, he does. It's the tie-in you've always wanted. Fucking T'Challa just leans down. Hello, my friend. I'm sorry for what my people will have to do to you, but it is worth it to defeat the mad mad titan known as Thanos. I don't (laughs) like the kind of animal treatment stance that this takes towards Wakandans and lions. I mean, they... They do have just giant rhinos as war beasts, so... He apologizes. It's not like a matter of, we're going to take him and do whatever we want. It's a very respectful, we must defeat the Mad Titan, and you are the secret. You will become the Iron Lion. You are Iron... You're Iron Lion now. It's because this this lion has been given the gift of intelligence. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so that's the sequel is Iron Lion, Simon's Pride. Um, which will then be followed by Lion Man, Lion, Iron Lion 2. <laughs> Lion Man! Okay. Okay. Do we want to bring in the other Lion King characters? No, they're all dead. <laughs> yeah, despite all the shit I was saying about them being so respectful in the background, you just see a bunch of Wakandan warriors, like, mowing down lions with shotguns. Okay, maybe this is a mutual thing, where, like, Thanos... Thanos's boys just bebop in one day. They kill all of Simon's kids. Yeah, no, no, no. He kills not... Or wait a minute... Since the sequel to the original Lion King is, of course, about his son, could it be that Simba dies, but his son Simon (laughs) is there? How about Simba dies protecting the Pride Lands from Thanos, and he scares off everybody. Because Thanos uses giant mechanical wildebeests. To trample over the Pride Lands. Yes, exactly. And so, like, they're all still there slightly. But, like, Simon's just like, Dad? And it's almost a shot-for-shot remake of the fucking Mufasa touching scene. (laughs) (laughs) It's... it's, (laughs) So after that, who do we want to recruit into the Animal Avengers? Because obviously Simon becomes the Iron Lion. Yep, um... Timon and Pumbaa are basically um, Rocket and Groot. They really are. Holy shit! That's not a joke. That's very accurate. Yep. So they're gonna be they're gonna be there, kind of the grizzled vets, just kind of joking around throughout the whole thing, cutting yep. jokes. Mm-hmm. They're our comedy relief, but they can also fuck shit up. I only want five. So those those two, Nala comes in. Or, Gazi is right, there could be an elephant who's just the Hulk. <laughs> it's just, no, if you make Zazu mad, he turns into a giant elephant. <laughs> you don't want to make me angry. You won't like me when I'm angry. <laughs> oh. And finally, can we please have, in, in lieu of... um. 
Ah, shit, not Gamora. What's what's the other one's name? Karen Gillian. Oh, Nova. No, 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 I don't, no, no. Nebula. Nebula. That's In it. lieu of Nebula, can we have one of the evil hyenas turn and join them because her two hyena friends got killed during the wildebeest stampede? Oh, yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Do we, okay. Firstly, they're definitely aligning with Wakanda, and that's the technology they're using. Do we want the bad guy to be Thanos, or are we going to make our own? Because in the MCU, I'm not exactly sure where this would fit in, if anywhere. Well, all right. This is going to be part of the. This is going to be part of Phase sixty-nine. Yeah, Phase sixty-nine. All of the Avengers, as it's been set up in Spider-Man, are. Not here. Yeah. So Wakanda is under attack by... Dangos. Dang... Dangos. Big Big Dingos named Dangos. Um, maybe... What is the version... What is the Thanos version of an animal that we can have? Um, Blumpkin. (laughs) Blumpkin and the Dangos. Pumpkin and the dangos. Um, okay, the mad rhino. The mad rhino. Gonk. Gonk. Droid. Gonk and the dangos, which are a group of ravenous dingoes that he leads. So, okay, we got that bit. They've taken out, they've destroyed Wakanda. Because the thing with Wakanda is there's like, humans can't get in and out, but animals can that's that's just retconning some shit that I'm just gonna say right now. And so the alien or the uh, <laughs> alien animals invade. They destroy all of Wakanda, and uh, maybe maybe there could be like a scene in Black Panther three where Black Panther has to travel across all of Africa and he runs into a little lion who we now know to be Simon. And he like Simon's like he's he's cornered by three hyenas and. Um, T'Challa scares off the hyenas and leans down to baby Simon and is like, go my friend, live your fullest life. Well, Become- no, he picks him up and he finds his parents and he just drops him off like right in distance, but he's still like, he's invisible Black Panther, so they don't sense him. No, I thought you meant he was going to take him to the top of Pride Rock <laughs> and fucking hold him out. <laughs> That's where he finds him. He's cornered at the end of Pride Rock because they don't use it anymore. They went on to Pride Rock 2. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it could be a very cute scene where he just picks up baby Simon and holds him up to the light, but instead of facing him towards that, he's looking towards T'Challa. Yeah. And okay. then for some reason, T'Challa does just sing the whole opening to the Lion King. What the fuck is your name, my lion friend? I'm Simon. (laughs) My name is Simon the Lion. (laughs) My name is Simon the Lion. Hold on, hold on. We can't do that many movies. We can't do Simon the Lion. We gotta save Simon up. Simon's gonna be a big star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, I love that each MCU film just has this little lion keep getting a little bit bigger and a little bit bigger and saving them. And then finally, like, uh, Peter Parker in Civil War, T'Challa's like, we've been destroyed. I know who can help us. They're like, only an animal could really take down another animal. And T'Challa's like, wait, wait. I will go. I will go. The elephants are dead. I will go find someone for us. And then he goes and gets Simon. And he's like, I have a... T-. He has to have a telepathic link with Simon. I think that's how Simon gets there. Mm-hmm. Do we want... Is it in- is it interesting to anybody else how uh, Black Panther has a telepathic link with a lion and not a panther? No, it's fine, baby. It's all good. <laughs> no. <laughs> I want to see the scene where fucking T'Challa brings Simon into Avengers headquarters and is like, listen, my friends, this is the newest member of the Avengers. And Simon walks around and they're like, that's a fucking lion. What are you talking about? And then T'Challa goes, 
Ain't no rule in the rule book says that a lion can't be an adventure. <laughs> Peter Parker looks up from a book. He says, he's right. It's not the book. <laughs> he's right. It's not the rule book. And then Simon fucking dunks a basketball. <laughs> hey, Frank. Oh, God. Oh, so, fuck. Okay. How does Simon become the Iron Lion? Do you think that through their telepathic link... As a young child, T'Challa then starts bringing Wakandan technology to Pride Rock. Oh, no, I think that he just starts feeding Simon vibranium. Oh, my God, I love this because I don't know why it would cause this. It causes his skin to turn to vibranium. Yep. So he has, like, this natural force field against anything possible, and then as he grows up, they decide to enhance him by giving him, basically, an Iron Lion suit. Yep. Because he's already got, like, eventually he's turned, his claws, like, turn into full uh, Wolverine-sized, like, huge metal claws that just pop out. Oh, absolutely, dude, yes. Or, or do we give this lion every possible superhero origin? So he's kidnapped by the U.S. and put through the Weapon X system. After he's bit by a strange radioactive beetle? A radioactive... No, no, no. He was biting into a radioactive spider with Timon and Pumbaa. He was eating it. Yep. But the spider got away. Boy, I was looking up Iron Lion to see if anybody did anything and no uh, it looks like the internet's just like this is just a good song (laughs) or a good name sorry apparently iron lion zion was a song by bob marley um uh yep uh there's also iron lion collectibles in colorado springs hold on and the iron lion of king zoo I'm just going to add superhero and see what we get from that to see if someone out there isn't iron lion deviant art holy shit frank brings up a fact timon and pumbaa somehow didn't die raising a lion cub from because they were all three eating them magic flowers (laughs) which allowed him to become the little panther the lion panther maybe that's maybe that's one reason why t'challa wants to be friends with the lion because after after the first Black Panther movie, there's no more flowers. Yeah, so he's just like, that's what it is. Uh, I think Black Panther 2, that's it. His powers are weakening. It's kind of like, um, uh, shit. I'm trying to think of a good example in like an MCU film. Like Spider-Man in Spider-Man 2, isn't it? Where he's trying to thwip and he can't. Like his powers aren't really there anymore. That's what's happening. So he's like, I have to go find more of the flower. And they're like, you know that was like super rare. He's like, well rare to humans but i've met someone in my travels and that's when you meet simon for the first time and simon's like growing him a bushel of flowers Uh, no no rafiki and i have met someone in this time and i have to eat his poop no no rafiki is definitely the one who's growing the flowers yes rafiki is the animal keeper of the flowers and only only simon knows yeah exactly And one day after getting some flowers from Rafiki, he's leaving out and he sees like a hyena circling around someone at the top of Pride Rock, turns on his Black Panther gear, shoots up there, and then tries his best to like fight off. He fights off all of the hyenas and then forms his mental link with Simon the Lyman. (laughs) (laughs) Simon the Lyman. So, we've got the character in his origins pretty well fleshed out of how he becomes a super-powered Iron Lion. What the fuck is the film? Like, who's his... Is his bad guy going to become the Mad Rhino gunk? I think that... Alright. So maybe this does go back to the rhinos that um, Wakanda has. Yeah. like, they're war beasts. Um. One of the rhinos somehow gets into the vibranium and gains intelligence. Oh, shit. Okay. And he sees what is happening to his people. Oh, I like this a lot. And he sees that um, the rhinos are just being used. So he wants to lead a rebellion. But that's the first thing he wants to do. He doesn't try to communicate with Wakanda or anything. They just all of a sudden start attacking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he kind of just 
he, he's more of like a crazed rhino, and they start to lay waste to the city, and um, the people of Wakanda are trying to fight back, but they're, they're just so strong. There's so many of them. They're, there's so many. They're bringing in other animals. They yeah. can communicate with other animals. Um, can, we pro- can I propose Frank's idea, which is, you know the Spider-Man villain, the rhino? Well, instead of it being a human in a rhino suit, it's a rhino in a giant human mech suit. Yep. Oh, I like it if it's a rhino on a giant, like, flying platform that has missiles. (laughs) Dude, yes, absolutely. Or you just, like, get... I think they just have, like, awesome gear for rhinos for emergency situations, and he breaks in and takes it. We're making rhino warmonger at this point, or killmonger at this point. You know that, right? He's hornmonger. Yep. This is, um... Look, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Just add <laughs> animals. And the rhino is definitely voiced by Michael B. Jordan. Because we need him back in the MCU. It's the spirit of Michael B. Jordan that's inhabited a rhino. No. It's they... Killmonger back from the dead. They fucking pull up to Pride Rock and all the animals... Like, it's like the beginning of the movie, so all the animals are around it as uh, Simon's taking his throne. And and he looks up and there's a rhino, like, over there bowing to Simon. He looks over. Hey, auntie. And that's it. Oh... <sighs> uh. Hornmonger does sound like a triple X parody villain. Um, okay, so that's the film. It the the first film of uh, of the fucking Simon the Lion series is him facing off against Hornmonger to try to save both the Pride Lands and Wakanda from uh, from everything. Maybe maybe we don't even focus that much on Wakanda. That's just his origin story. And at the end, the Wakandan warriors come in and help. Simon fight off the pride or fight off the uh, the rhinos. Even yeah, they don't have to attack the city. They could just like bust out and start rampaging across the pride lands. Oh yeah, yeah, no doubt. I I do want him to like fuck up the city a little bit because otherwise, like, other than the mental link he does have with Simon the Lion, what what reason would the Wakandans have to come help? It's because they fucked up their city. That's why. Yeah, they also did escape and they were causing harm to the rest of the, of the um. Of the, the rest world. of the world, yeah. yeah they yeah, eventually yeah. start to take over the world. Yeah. So, holy shit, we've made the greatest MCU film of all time. It's got. It's a shame that it's going to take 25 years to get here, but it's fine. Why ain't there been an animal MCU film yet? Answer me, Marvel, you cowards. Feels like that would be something that you would just bring to Di- just say, hey, Disney. Yeah, yeah, let's do Disney. this. Come on. Disney, Disney, animals, it prints money. Come on, Disney. <laughs> but Blake, now I have to ask you a question. We made an awesome movie, but what was awesome this week? Um, no fuck. What was awesome this week? Oh, that's a real sad way to begin this segment. Of I don't know, man. It's only oh. been four days since we recorded the last episode. Not Vince Awesome's been able to happen. Yeah, I mean, just enough, like, some good, to have good things happen. I don't know, it was something awesome. I made some crab legs. Yeah. I think I've already talked about those before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I've also, I just enjoy, um, cooking on my own. Like, just having the whole kitchen to myself, not having to worry about anybody being around and coming in and messing up my space while I'm trying to prepare dinner. Oh, dude, that's the <sighs> best feel, Especially, like... Living, because I lived a, I've lived alone a majority of my adult life, and living with a roommate, it's good because you got people there. Or in this case, having a wife, <laughs> I shouldn't call her a roommate. Um, but yep. it's it's really nice to be like, okay, they're all asleep. I can just walk around the house, not wear no pants, make me a smoothie, read a book. I'm good, baby. I can do whatever I want. It's all right. Yeah, it's nice, especially like when. It's a day where I know my roommate's going to be gone, and I'm just going to have the place to myself so I can pop a movie on the big screen. Oh, yeah. Not care about anything. Actually, let's just turn this into having a day on my own, because that's just super awesome. Oh, I, I guess I can incorporate that, because my version would be having a day on my own with my baby, because, like... I finally got the schedule down of, like, okay, she wakes up, she's crying, feed her, change her diaper, 
put her in her yeeter, which is what I called it. It's her little, it's her rocker that rocks her back and forth, but if you turn it on high, it just flings back and forth and yeets her back I, and forth. So I, I thought you it. said it just yeets her across the room. I dubbed, I dubbed it the yeeter. Um, so I'll put her in her yeeter, I'll read a book, I'll do some Duolingo, learn some French, Melimi, do some yoga, and just like have a day to myself of self-fucking-care, baby. But uh, my th- I've got double things that are awesome. One is the whiskey barrel, which we have discussed ad nauseum. But I didn't realize when it got here that the company... Essentially what it is, is flavor packets you stick in moonshine or like pure distilled vodka and yeah. let it age. And what I went, I went to their website because all I got was like bourbon packets... There's stuff to make my own scotch, my own, like, normal whiskey, my own rum, my own tequila, which means that if this goes well by next time next year, I may just have a flock of these producing different types of liquor for me out of moonshine my uncle makes. I only, the more I hear about this whole process, the more terrified I am. Yeah. So this may go from something awesome to something that is just going to make me regret a week of my life. Also, the most interesting thing I found was in the thing about the barrel. Firstly, they were like, if it doesn't seem charred anymore, oh no, stick a lighter down in it for a few. And I'm like, I don't think that's how this works. Y'all, I don't think that's how this works. That's not how, this, that's not how any of this works. But then they explained like how barrels work and they were like, well... You start. You make bourbon in a new barrel. You make whiskey in a bourbon barrel. You make scotch in a whiskey barrel. You make a rum in a uh, scotch barrel. And you make tequila in fuck it, any barrel you want. And I'm like, wait, these barrels can level up? Is that what you're telling me? Because that's amazing. Yep. I actually... Um, and even then, like, they just send the, the used, used, used barrels down to just store other shit because that's what they need. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, my second thing that's awesome this week is what I've been rocking this whole show. And it's my new Zenny glasses because, hey, guess what? On Zenny, for less than, like, going to see a movie with someone, you can get a really dope a dope pair of glasses. And after seeing Far From Home, I wanted a pair of similar to Edith glasses. So I went on there and I found a pair similar and I realized you could tint them. And I yeah. didn't... I didn't realize what wearing tinted glasses like does to your outlook and how you see the world, but God, it it changes everything. Like these are have like a purple tint to them. When I take them off, the world is so yellow and gross that I'm like, this has been here the whole time. time. No, please no. Yep. So I may end up buying like a bunch. I, I might get addicted to glasses buying at this point because I want a pair of these that I can wear like to work because if i go anywhere they're like you're wearing sunglasses no i'm wearing tinted frames thank you very much yes thank you i actually have um glasses that block blue light because um it's more straining on your eyes and i wear them at work and it's great when you have to stare at a computer for nine hours Yeah, yeah yeah oh the blue blockers are amazing like i think um i think zenny makes transparent blue blockers so it'll still block that blue light but it doesn't have like because like the old versions of them were like yellow and looked really weird yeah they looked like you'd wear them to an airsoft range yeah (laughs) yeah exactly but uh blakey t we've discussed what's awesome we've made some great films so now all i want to know is where could people find you Holy shit, they have a whole, like, blocking sunglasses pair. Hold on, hold on. They look like Jordy LaForge's visor from Star Trek. (laughs) Are you talking about on Zenny or just blue blockers? I found these on Google Express when I was searching for, like, blue blocker glasses. There's some buck wild stuff. Anyway, you can find me at Blake A. Tanner on the Twitter. You can find me at the Darkroom Video on YouTube. And you can find me rocking these bad boys and bringing back the 80s. And you can find me on Twitter at ScottyMo, S-C-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O, buy all my books on Amazon, check out my Fiverr account, and you can go to my new website I just designed using Squarespace, not sponsored. I don't know if my domains I bought will connect to them yet, 
So you may have to just go to scottymolikespizza.squarespace.com. But if my domains are up, you can go to scottymo.com or buyscotty.pizza, which is my favorite thing I've ever owned. And it'll take you to my website where you can see all kinds of stuff. But speaking of websites, you can check out all of our shit online at a load of purebs.com. From fight boys to opposite attractions to fun fiction, they're all available for you at a load of purebs.com. I can't wait until you start selling pizza, too. It's going to be great. <laughs> uh, you Also, special thanks to Tom McGuire and the Brass Holes, who have graciously given us the theme song that we use. Ric Flair from their album, Tom McGuire and the Brass Holes. Special thanks to them. Go listen to their music, <laughs> Tom and the Brass Holes. I love what I don't. Their- <laughs> I love what I don't cut you off, and you're like... I guess I need to keep talking. Special thanks, Tom. Thank you, Tom. Tom. Sometimes I don't think that I thank Tom enough, and that's because I get cut off too damn early. No. <laughs> You're like, Scotty, I'm going to need a solid 30 on this thank you to Tom. I need to thank Tom more because he did actually do this after he was on our podcast. Yep. And, of course, remember to support the show if you can't do it monetarily by going to merch.lotopurebs.com or patreon.com slash lotobs. You always can support us just by subscribing to our YouTube channel, talking to us on Twitter about the show. Come watch us live on Twitch, twitch.tv slash lotobs, or most importantly, just go to iTunes and go to the bottom and leave us a little review there, preferably five stars. And, of course, remember to find Blake and me on Twitter at a load of pure BS except no substitutes because we will see you next week.